to the Amateur Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan O'Connor, and today I'm talking to Camille Soucy. Camille works in education and is an avid vegetable gardener. So today she's going to talk to us about vegetable gardening and how she learned this wonderful skill. Hi, Camille. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Brian. So my first question is, how did you get into vegetable gardening? So I was uh, at my local library and they had a display of new books um, and there was one called The Year-Round Vegetable Gardener that caught my eye. I hadn't done any vegetable gardening before. So I saw the book and saw a person kneeling in snow with vegetables nearby uh, and read that she's from Nova Scotia. So I thought if she could do it. So I checked the book out uh, and very soon ended up buying my own copy because it, it, it is my vegetable gardening Bible. I'd say anybody who wants to start, I highly recommend it. So it's called The Year-Round Vegetable Gardener by Nikki Jabor. Um, everything you need to know about uh, starting vegetable gardening. And so I read it and then I started digging up my lawn and then digging up more and more of my lawn. So each year um, the garden got bigger. I, I think I'm at the, the I, I won't extend it anymore now. Um, there needs to be room for dogs to run around and things. But um, yeah, that's really, it was a book. It was a book that just ignited my, my, my passion for vegetable gardening um, and, and helped me sort of feel confident in getting started with it. Were you a gardener before that? No, not really. So we um, we'd moved uh, not long before this. So our, our old backyard had a giant tree that sort of soaked up any sort of goodness in the in the um, in the soil. Uh, it was a huge maple tree, and it was uh, pretty shady. So we moved um, uh, not long before I I saw the vegetable gardening book. And I had a bigger backyard that was nice and sunny. So it was uh, yeah the perfect time to to give it a give it a go. Cool. Uh, how long ago was that? Uh, about seven years ago. Oh, wow. So you must have improved your gardening skills quite a bit since then. Gardening is one of those things that you, yes, you, you get better, but yeah. you can be pretty darn good right to start oh, with. Really? Like you can get a lot of payoff for the amount of time you put into oh. it right to begin with. Um, so I think I'm better now at um, focusing on things I know we're going to eat, um, not sort of growing too many things that, you know, I, I have to sort of find people who want zucchinis. Yes. Um, but yeah, you can be pretty good right to start, right to begin with. If someone such as myself uh, just uh, wants to start out learning vegetable gardening, um, how much planning would go into that as far as finding the right spot in my backyard or front yard? and uh, getting the right tools down and that sort of thing. What kind of planning goes into starting a vegetable garden? So, so planning is important. And the time you put in before you start is, uh, I think, really, there's a really big payoff. So you mm -hmm. want to make sure that you've got, you know, obviously a, a sunny spot. Um, and you can take a look at your spot and, and get a sense of, um, so you might even start getting out there in a couple of weeks and start digging. But you also want to think about what kind of trees you have around that are going to change that space as they they fill in. So finding a nice sunny spot, then um, having good soil. So in my backyard, we have really heavy um, sort of clay soil. So mm -hmm. instead of doing raised beds, I decided to dig down. So one summer I got <laughs> really buff digging out, uh, you know, uh, uh -huh. digging down about three feet, my vegetable gardens. Uh -huh. um, and then I, I brought in soil. So okay. if, if you can, if you can afford to, um, so I brought in uh, yards of, of garden soil or okay. uh, vegetable garden soil. Uh -huh. 
so that um, it means if you have good soil in a good location, you don't have to, things grow well, you don't have to water excessively. Uh-huh. Um, so it's really worth putting the time in ahead of time to find a good spot and to, to have good soil. Okay. So if I've got a spot in my backyard that I'm thinking of putting a vegetable garden in, I guess my first step would be digging up the soil a little bit and uh, figuring out what's there. And then um, yeah. building, a, I guess, a raised bed is what is what you call it and yeah so you you can either so you can either do the raised bed so uh-huh. if you have access to to wood and you're handy to yep. sort of make a raised bed if you're going to do a raised bed you would dig out the the top layer with um grass mm-hmm. and then um you probably if you're doing raised bed you're going to want to bring soil in so you're going to also want to cover the ground with um, something like newspaper that's going to break down before you put your soil on top so that okay. any of the grass roots yeah. don't start to come through okay huh. so a little uh, um, and then the alternative would be to instead of building up and digging down yep. which again is what I did and I took the yeah. the soil out found a spot to sort of lay it down it eventually breaks down the grass and everything mm-hmm. and then fill in with new soil okay and new soil that's something you can just order from a company online yeah that's what I and I'd recommend like unless you're going to do sort of a small area if yeah. you're going to do a fairly sizable area it's really more economical to order from um, a landscape company okay. and order like a yard or two of good quality um, garden soil and uh-huh. you'll spend you know a weekend with your wheelbarrow but yep. if you go to a garden store and you're buying them in bags yeah, it's going to yeah. cost you a small right, fortune because right. yeah. yeah yeah it'll take uh, quite a lot yeah I could see that um, is there anything we need to know about soil as far as, uh, what the best kind to purchase for vegetable growing is or. So you can usually find, so I get, um, I'm in Ajax and there's a, Arntz, uh, is a landscape place near us that yep. I usually order from. Um, and they have a special vegetable mix. So you don't just want triple mix. You want something that's going to have, um, a fair quantity of peat moss and also compost okay. mixed in. And often they'll use, um, use what's called aged mushroom compost. It's basically uh-huh. the straw and, and leavings from, um, uh, mushroom growing, um, mixed in. So, so buying a soil that's specifically for vegetable gardening, again, it won't, um, the pH will be right. It'll have nutrients in it to begin with. Uh-huh. It won't dry out too quickly. Okay. It's really worth the investment to, to start. Okay. Um, great. So once we've got that in, we've got the soil and, uh, I guess the next step would be choosing seeds to grow. Yeah. 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 So there's some things that are really easy to grow from seeds and some things that at least to start, um, I would get starter plants. So things like, um, lettuce, kale, Uh carrots, radish, um, herbs like, uh, basil, cilantro, they're actually really easy to grow from seed and it's, you, you might as well just use the seed. It's much more economical. Uh Other plants like um, tomatoes or peppers, to start those seeds, you really need to start them inside. You have to have sort of a heated, you know, bottom. Personally, I, I've decided it's not where I'm going to invest my time, so I will buy starter plants for, for things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, think about what 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 you like to eat yeah. is important. What you're going to eat a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're also going to think about uh, the time of year. So one of the ways mm-hmm. that we can extend um, vegetable growing is there's sort of cool season vegetables and then hot season vegetables. Mm-hmm. 
So cool season vegetables are things like carrots, onions, um, peas, quite a few lettuces, mm-hmm. um, cilantro. Um, so things that you could start, like I've got some things planted already. Mm-hmm. So starting in late March, you can start planting those and and get your first crop. Mm-hmm. Then the warm season vegetables, which would be like peppers, cucumbers, tomatoes, basil. Those are the kind of things you're putting in uh, around, you know, the May 24th weekend. So I also okay. used, always used to think that May 24th was kind of the time to plant. Yeah. But you can actually get a lot of crops in uh-huh. um, before. Okay. And then you can also get a, a second planting. So starting even in late August, uh-huh. you can put another uh, a round of cool season vegetables in that you'll be harvesting into November. Um, Is there anything else we need when we're starting our garden? Do we need any particular tools? Uh, Not really. I mean, you you know, a shovel. (laughs) So you're going to want sort of a hand (laughs) shovel and Uh a big shovel. Uh Um, I have, um, we have a big old uh, um, plastic container. I think it originally had was like a giant thing of olives or something. It's, it's, I don't know how many liters. Uh Um, so we, we have a rain, uh, rain barrel, so we collect the rain there. So having that is handy. Um, then I would say the other thing to consider is not so much a tool, but using mulch. Mm-hmm. So once you've planted, um, covering your garden with, um, I usually use a, a living mulch or you can use even, you know, leaves that have broken down, um, and covering your garden so that you minimize the amount of water um, water loss. So okay. in my garden, I very rarely go out and water. So like mm. I water when I first plant them. So you want to make sure they're right. well watered okay. and established. But after that, um, unless if we go a really long time without rain, yeah, with the mulch, I, it's sort of it's very can be very low maintenance if you set it up properly. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So um, you water it a lot once they're first planted. Yeah. And then yeah. when do you know when, to, how do you know when to stop watering it so much? Yeah. Good question. So, I mean, I might for the first week sort uh-huh. of go out and make sure like, so, so water, um, if it's a particularly dry period and you go out and the ground looks quite dry, give it another, you know, good soaking. Um, but if, if I water, so like I, what I planted last week, mm-hmm. um, I, I watered initially and then we've had enough rain since Mm-hmm. that it's been fine. I'll probably go out and give it another little water today just to make sure, although we're getting rain tomorrow too. So okay, yeah. I like to let mother nature water for right, me as much right. as possible. That makes, that makes sense. That's the way it's uh, supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, do you have to pay attention to the changes in the weather to, to know when to water? And is it on days when it doesn't rain or days after a few days of no rain? How do you know when yeah, to water? Yeah, if, if, if you can get out every, like... Ideally, you're out in your garden every couple of days okay. just to have a peek. Yeah, yeah, okay. And um, and you would also sort of know if you've been, you know, you hadn't had rain for uh, a full week and it was really hot and sunny and the soil starting to look sort of, you know, you don't want it to get cracked on the top or something. Yeah. Um, so you would go. But with, with the mulch on top, you really can go a long period of time. And you can always just go out and basically just stick your finger in the ground. So mm-hmm. stick your finger in under the, the mulch into the soil. Mm-hmm. And if it's, you know, like you can get your finger down to the knuckle and it's still wet, mm-hmm. you're good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where do you get your mulch? Is that something you order from uh, a landscaping company or? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Great. I do, yeah. Okay. We Our driveway is usually full of 
of it's not quite yet. And I think they still are delivering contact contact free, but uh, yeah, usually free of pile or full of piles of of soil if I'm topping up or mulch. Yes, nice. yeah. Um, it keeps you busy, I guess, huh? It does. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, so thinking of mother nature, uh, is there anything that we have to consider with the sun? Because uh, I know from grade school, that's an important part of growing as well. It is. Yes, that's right. So you want to make sure you have, you have, um, so either a lot of, uh, I mean, ideally all day sun, uh, or, or, you know, uh, at least, I mean, pro- probably in the book, it has a specific number, but I would yep. say like, if you have less than six hours of sun, you're going to struggle to, right. to grow, um, and then you're going to, another thing with sun is you're also, as the sort of season goes on, there's some plants that actually don't like too, too much sun. Okay. So your lettuce that, you know, is thriving in the cooler weather, mm-hmm. uh, when it starts to, spinach does the same thing. When it starts to get too, too hot, it might do something called bolting, where it basically goes to seed mm. too quickly. So in that case, you might have a, a big tomato plant and plant lettuce underneath it. So okay. it's got a little bit of shade from uh-huh. mother nature there. So. So this is where the planning aspect comes in as well, I guess, right? Is knowing exactly what uh, what crops to plant next to each other. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to uh, take us back in time a little bit when we're just starting to sow the seeds. Uh, is there anything we have to take into consideration then? I know depth is important and spacing between seeds can be important as well. Um, yeah. How, how do we learn how to do that properly? So, I mean, you can read, I, I would have started with reading my, my book to sort yep. of get an idea. Yep. Um, but a good rule of thumb is the, the smaller the seed, the, um, the shallower you want to, to plant it. Mm-hmm. So, um, something like, um, kale or Swiss chard, they're, they're fairly sizable seeds mm-hmm. and you want those a little bit farther down than say lettuce that you can almost just sort of have it, you know, sort of scratch it into the surface oh, really? a little okay. bit. Huh. And with planting sort of distance, I, I tend to, um, I tend to overplant uh-huh. and I'm, I'm often like my lettuce. Cause I think, Oh, a little bit more. I, I start trying to go seed by seed and then I'm just sort of sprinkling it. So I have to kind of go out and thin as it goes. Yeah. Same with the carrots. Uh-huh. Um, but everything else, if you're sort of just planting it, like if you're planting, you know, a carrot seed or a beet seed, if you just kind of imagine mm-hmm. what size it's going to get to and leave okay. a little bit of extra space around it, that's kind of a good rule of thumb. Okay. Uh, do we need to, I know reading the book, uh, The Year-Round Vegetable Gardener, she mentions thinning after they start to grow. So right. could you talk a little bit about what thinning is? Uh, carrots are a good example. Um, uh-huh. Carrot seeds are really, really tiny. You can buy them they call them pelted. So they're basically in a, a little coating that will dissolve just to make it easier to sort of plant them. Uh-huh. But often even within that pelted seed, there's, there's more carrot seeds and should be in that spot. So as they start to grow, um, you're going to go through and like every couple of, um, uh, plants that are popping up, pull them out just to, so, so literally thin the number okay. that you have kind of in yeah. a row so that there's going to be space for them to grow. Okay. So you're literally just pulling them out from yeah. the stem pulling out the seed and everything. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it would be with, yeah, so with a carrot, you'd have a tiny carrot top. Uh-huh. So you'd want to make sure you don't sort of, you know, take too much out with it, yeah. do it, you know, a little carefully. I tend to wait till they're um, big enough that I can pull them out and I have guinea pigs. So the guinea pigs <laughs> eat the tops, right? So they're not uh-huh. wasted. Uh-huh. Oh, and it also, yeah. it, it also lets me sort of be a little more careful that I'm not taking out like, you know, 
10 at once or something. It's a little easier to thin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, So what challenges do you think uh, beginner gardeners might face face as we're learning and, and starting our vegetable gardens? I think it can feel overwhelming uh-huh. to know even where to start. Yeah. So, so I would say s- start with something. The worst thing that's going to happen is things don't grow as nicely as you'd hoped. And that's, that's okay. So, uh-huh. um, start with things that you, you want to eat. Um, mm-hmm. and again, if there's sort of misfires, like I've planted, you know, zucchini and not only had way too many, but realized, okay, um, these bushes are there. The plants are going to crowd each other out. I put them too, too close together. Mm-hmm. So in some cases you have to go, okay, again, made a mistake. Right. I'm going to have to pull that plant. I'm yeah. going to let that go. And that's, <laughs> that's okay. Uh-huh. Um, but if you, if you do the planning with again, a good site and good soil yep. after that, it's really, I mean, some things are more difficult than you said, you, you were doing broccoli. Broccoli tends to be one that's maybe okay. a little more finicky yeah, than yeah, others. Yeah. So if uh-huh. you struggle with that one, that's, you know, um, but most things are pretty, pretty easy uh-huh. and, um, you'll get a good payoff yeah. with a nice salad. M- Mother nature just kind of takes care of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really. It really is. Like there's uh-huh. really, it's hard to, to, you know, really, even if you sort of plant too closely, you'll see things coming up and you go, okay, I need to spread them out a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing that can't sort of be repaired as you go along. Right. And I guess you're constantly learning from your mistakes. If you figure you've planted something too close the first First time, then the second exactly. time you're going to spread it out a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah it's really a learning by doing. Like, yeah. I mean, like the book was super helpful mm-hmm. and may, again, made me feel mm-hmm. confident. I knew mm-hmm. where to start and then you just start doing it and you kind of learn as you go. Mm. Uh, what about things like pests? Uh, because I know I talked to lots of would-be gardeners and they're, yeah. they're worried about uh, their crops getting eaten by animals or bugs. Is there anything we can do about that? So I have, I actually have a lot of bunny rabbits in my backyard, except, so there's some things they like. I've had a really hard time growing peas recently because Uh they like to eat those. So unless I encase them in sort of chicken wire, forget that. But then they don't like things like, um, lettuce. I'm a little insulted. They don't like my lettuce, but, um, sometimes you can have big, big pests like that. Um, the other thing I've had an issue with are slugs. Mm. So sometimes you can have like a really nice crop of, of, you know, kale or chard or something Mm -hmm. and you go out and slugs have just decimated it. So I've, you can do things like putting, um, uh, you know, uh, eggshells around your plants. Um, there's something, I think it's called the diachrome something earth, like something it's basically, um, it, it, it sort of cuts the slugs, the poor slugs as they go across it and then they die and can't eat all your good stuff. Um, you can, and, and you can, I used to start by thinking poor slugs, but then once they really do a number, it's like, then you're, yeah. get, those suckers. Uh-huh, get them out. Uh, yeah. Cause they'll also, um, they like beer. So you can put like a little saucer of beer and they oh, will go okay. in and oh. they will drowned happy hopefully in there um so i would say yeah slugs have been my biggest um biggest uh issue although most of the time it's not i haven't had i haven't lost too too many crops knock on wood crops to uh to slugs yeah 
What about weeds? Is there have you had any problems with weeds in the past? Yeah. yeah. So if you get uh, if you get a good mulch, um, then that will really help keep. So it'll keep the moisture in the soil, mm-hmm. and it'll also really decrease the amount of weeding that you need to do. And then when you do have to weed, the soil is still pretty moist, so it's much easier to pull them out. Okay. So I see. yeah. Uh huh. Um, so as you've learned over the years. Um, where do, where do you go for resources usually? Do you go to the internet, the library, other gardeners? What's been your learning community? My go-to? Yeah. Um, so, so again, my book, I, uh-huh. I still have yeah. it on my shelf. I sort of refer to it when, you know, think about if I want to try something new and uh-huh. sort of look at the, the different varieties she recommends. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll go on the internet just to remind myself um, – you can do companion planting. So it's some, some vegetables thrive better together. So tomatoes and basil, for example. Mm-hmm. And there's some that um, that don't do well together. And I forget each year, right? So I'll go on the internet and just sort of, you know, Google in, you know, companion planting just to remind me what things I shouldn't put together. Yep. Um, and then after that, I just spend time looking at uh, seed catalogs and online. I have a couple of places that I order seeds and plants from mm-hmm. and looking at what things are new. I usually try to try one new thing a year, just something I haven't tried before just for fun. Mm-hmm. So last year it was ground cherries, which were really Ooh. cool and delicious. Huh. Um, I'm guessing uh, those are yeah. different from the fruit cherries that we eat. <laughs> Yeah, they're okay. they're really neat. So they they're in these little. They look like they're in these little paper lanterns, yep. and they taste like vanilla custard. Like they're Ooh. just really delicious. Now I didn't get a lot of them, so I would go out and weed, and I would eat them. So my family mm. doesn't really know about ground cherries because I <laughs> ate most of them. So <laughs> they must <laughs> be, be a payoff. They must be yeah. tasty then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're good. Uh-huh. Um, is thinking back to when you were just starting out as a new gardener, is there anything you wish you knew then that you know now? So I, I, most things, you, again, you can just sort of learn by, mm-hmm. by trial and error. But the one thing that I think has made a big difference recently, um, so I kept digging up um, garden beds and I got to the point where I thought, okay, I've got, I've got too much to sort of to, to handle with, with filling just with vegetables. Yeah. So I started planting native plants in two of my beds that were right at the front and right at the back. Uh-huh. And they have... They've been great because they bring um, they bring uh, pollinators. Oh, okay. So there have been a couple of years where we had heavy rains and my tomatoes weren't very productive. Uh-huh. But since I've had the native plants, um, they I my tomato crops have been fabulous. Yeah. So um, and native plants they're super easy to care for because they're native. They're meant to, to sort of be in the area. Yep. Um, they're perennial, so they come back every year. And you can, I, it's, it's one of my uh, pastimes in the summer is posting pictures of bees up close <laughs> neat because I'm, my, my garden is full of bees and butterflies. Oh, from that's, uh, that's yeah. So yeah. I would say if you have the space to uh-huh. plant some native plants, that's, that's a really good investment too. Um, okay. So once we've successfully grown a crop, whether it's a carrot or a tomato, um, how do we know when it's ready to eat and how do we get it from the ground into our kitchens? Okay, so tomatoes are pretty straightforward because mm-hmm. you're going to see them. They're right. going to look nice and red and delicious, and you're yes, you'll be able to just pick that off the the, the stem. Right. Um, carrots, uh, you you'll start to see the very top of carrots starting to come just a little bit above okay. the soil. Uh-huh. Um, 
You'll also, uh, a really good actually guide to if you have the um, a book or something like um, the Year-Round Vegetable Gardener, they'll give you a sense of like um, har- time to, to, to harvest. Right. So some carrots might take, you know, 52 days or 70 days. So you have mm-hmm. a rough idea. Yep. Um, and then again, it's sort of trial and error. You go and it's like, oh, I think those carrots are probably ready. I pull them out and they're smaller than I want. I don't pull it anymore. Okay. And yeah. I come back a uh-huh. week or so later and check it out. I'm curious. Do vegetables from your garden taste differently from ones Absolutely. that you buy in this? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so it's some really simple things that I think, so the biggest payoff, yeah. so herbs. So herbs, okay. fresh yeah. cilantro, yeah. basil, uh-huh. green onions. So okay. I'll buy little onion bulbs and instead of growing them into big onions, I pull them as green onions. Yeah. Amazingly fresh. Hmm. And garlic. So Ooh. garlic is something you plant in the fall, like a, a tulip bulb, yep. and nothing like fresh garlic. So I'm almost, I've got about maybe 10 heads left from my harvest last time. So it, you, you when you take them out, they'll last almost until the next season, and you can supply all your own. That, they, that does take a little bit of room, so right. give me a little bit of room for that. But And with garlic, you can just plant the bulbs uh from what i understand right is that not correct you plant yeah the bulbs exactly and yeah grow. you just yeah. buy yeah buy heads of garlic now you, you can buy just garlic from the supermarket but yeah. a lot of it is irradiated so it's it's basically treated so it's not going to grow so you don't want that um it's probably worth buying it from um uh, a garden center as well okay and yeah super easy just plant it with the tip up yeah. and again you sort of with the spacing you kind of it's fairly sizable so you know reasonable way down couple inches down at least and then just imagine what it's going to look like as a head of garlic and make sure you don't have the next one too close right. <laughs> that's my very scientific <laughs> way of doing it sounds good um okay so what about the uh time investment involved in getting something from seed to harvest is it how, how as far as like a weekly investment of time how, how much are we looking at so to start with you're putting more time in in the spring, getting your right. your beds ready, you yeah. know, topping up with, uh, you know, if you need soil and things, and then doing the planting. Then after that, so I might spend, you know, uh, there might be some weekends where I'm spending most of the day sort of outside getting the garden ready, planting. But again, that that's all my happy time. Yeah. Um, and then after that, if you're out every couple of days and sort of keeping an eye on things, if you're spending half an hour sort of doing a bit of weeding in, in my real life, it might be different this summer because we're going to be around more. Um, in my real life, things don't go that way. So I don't always get out there. And a week later or a week and a half later, it's like, okay, so I need to spend a good couple hours doing uh-huh. some weeding. Uh-huh. So, yeah. But if you have mulch really helps to, okay. to keep the weeds yeah. down so that you're not uh-huh. not spending too, too much time weeding. Um, but I guess, as you say, that's your happy time, right? So exactly. That, yeah. That maybe that's um, a good thing if we're spending more time in our gardens. And I keep seeing articles pop up in my newsfeed about how beneficial gardening is to um, a person's mental well-being. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I really do say it's my happy place. Like it's 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 calm. It's um, yeah, and, and I think part of it is also, like I said, it's so different from what we're doing on a daily basis that it's it's just, you know, do it, wait it, something grows, yeah. you get to eat it. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't talk back to you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just kidding. No. Yeah. Um, and you said you're, you grow into the winter as well? 
Yeah, I've tried. So I, I get into about November. Okay. So when I initially got the book, I thought, yep. oh, well, I'm going to get cold frames. And I'm uh-huh. going to, by the time, you know, September hits, it's kind of crazy in our business. So <laughs> yeah. um, I don't have as much time. Uh-huh. So I'm usually, uh, I'm able to pull things out until basically the first frost. So I'm getting, usually for Thanksgiving, I'm able to dig up potatoes for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um you know, uh, maybe get some kale, pull some onions, um, but that's about as far as I've I've gone. So if you're if you're doing trying to get something going all the way through the win- winter, you're basically planting cold season vegetables mm-hmm. and then just maintaining them. So you're sort of like you've got a crop of of um, you know uh, kale or something. Yeah. And then you're just sort of harvesting throughout the winter. You're not going to get a lot of like new growth during that time. Um, But you can go out and and, um, sometimes people use uh, plastic covers or um, barrels of of hay sort of around to kind of protect things. But um, Mm -hmm. again, maybe this year it might be different. I might put more time. We'll see what happens with things, whether I really need to extend my garden. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, some of my listeners are, uh, living in apartments right now. And I'm just wondering if, if you know anything about the possibility of growing vegetables from pots inside, or maybe even on a balcony. Right. So you'd want to, so if you're doing about the only thing you're going to be able to do inside, unless if you have a super sunny window, um, you can do herbs. Mm -hmm. Um, you could try lettuce, right. That it might be fine. Um, if you have a balcony and again, if you're getting enough sun, you can do almost anything in pots. So right. you can do, you know, tomatoes. You could do, to, like, I would do probably do cherry tomatoes, something mm-hmm. that's not going to take up, you know, get too, too tall and big. Mm-hmm. Certainly lettuce and herbs. Um, I probably wouldn't invest the time in in carrots, but mm-hmm. maybe um, you could do, I, people have done potatoes in, like, blue bins and things. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so you can get really creative, but if, if you're limited in the amount of space, then definitely make sure they're the, mo- the most delicious things that you want to eat. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That's yeah. good advice. Um, what about things that grow up? I know some, some plants, tomatoes is one that comes to mind. I think cucumbers yeah. is another one. They grow up, right? So yes. do you need to, uh, use poles or sticks or something like that to keep them growing up or... Yeah, I've so my tomatoes went kind of crazy last year. So we ended up getting um, because we'd have these sort of uh, wooden stakes or cages, and they would just not be nearly strong enough. So uh, we invested in I think it's it's rebar. So we just went to the the Uh uh, Home Depot. Uh And uh, got that, and then we whack it into the ground, and then uh-huh. each year it's I can just reuse it, and that way I can tie off my tomato steaks. So tomatoes are the biggest one. Yeah. Um, peas and beans right. also, right. Um, but with those I'll just go to the dollar store and get some bamboo poles uh-huh. and kind of stick them in, tie uh-huh. them together at the top. Yeah. Put some string around, uh, sort of making its way up. You can make a little you know homemade kind of trellis, and then they'll grow up there. Okay, so some of them need stronger supports. Yeah, like the tomatoes yes. need rebar and yes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. They probably don't need rebar, but it's just, <laughs> just it's easy to reuse and yeah, just yeah. in case, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty intimidated about growing tomatoes, but I think you're giving me some confidence here. If I if I buy a tomato plant and uh, put Absolutely. it in a pot in my backyard or or even in the space that I'm planning for my garden, you, you have a, you think it'll grow? Absolutely. Yeah. Tomatoes actually are not that hard to grow. Okay. The only, the only, um, 
So a couple of things to keep in mind with tomatoes is um, when you plant them, you want to um, take so the, the bottom the bottom leaves, snip those off and kind of plant it with the where those bottom leaves were below the ground. So you want okay. a lot of the root ball under underneath. Yeah. Then as they're growing, but as the leaves grow, sometimes they'll sort of grow in the V of other leaves and you want to pinch that. So you want to, and you can, this would be something to look for on the internet, right, but right. you, you want to pinch, um, these leaves as they're growing. So they're not too, too bushy. Okay. And that's something really easy to do as you sort of go out and take a look at what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. These are, these are things that you learn as you go on as well. I remember I was growing a basil plant last uh, year that was just really, taken off and and it had these little flowers and then I didn't didn't know at first you're supposed to cut the flowers otherwise the leaves don't grow as big but uh yes yeah definitely lots of things uh because every plant is different right yeah yeah that's it and and some things they sort of categories so that like you know the the basil bolting or you'll see the same thing with sort of spinach or lettuce and when it starts to get close to flowering you know you want to pinch that off Uh or it gets to a point where it's just like you need to harvest it because it's gonna it's gonna bolt Uh uh-huh huh is there is there anything we need to know about um rotating our crops every year i've heard something i think this was in the year-round vegetable gardener in that you're you're supposed to plant a different crop in the same patch or yeah so you want to um you want to uh not have yeah exactly not have the same type of vegetable in the the same spot so i try to i often take pictures in the garden just Mm -hmm. to remind myself where i i put things some some things are more important than others like you definitely do not want to grow potatoes in the same spot twice because if there's any sort of um pests that you're more likely to get if you plant in the same uh, place twice i always rotate my um tomato plants so Mm. tomatoes potatoes garlic i'll rotate some things like lettuce and spinach and things like that they'll they'll, you just kind of fill them in around everything else that you've got so they're they'll do pretty fine um so is there anything else we need to know that we haven't covered in enough detail yet anything you feel that we didn't um, get into enough enough detail or anything we missed? Um, no. Once you so once you start getting into it, if you're doing, um, especially if you're doing succession planting, where you're you know doing a, a cool crop at the beginning at the mm-hmm. end, um, I order my seeds from a place in PEI called Vessies or um, another place out west called West Coast Seeds. Uh-huh. Um, so good quality seeds and you can also buy them in larger quantities uh-huh. which is more economical so okay. i plant a lot of lettuce yep. so i'll buy um, a package of lettuce that's like 10 grams of seeds and mm-hmm. i'm going to use that you know um all summer and i'll probably have some left over but it's 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 more economical than going to a local nursery where you're just buying a tiny amount of seeds okay. at once yeah. um and your seeds do i i kind of hoard seeds I have every year I sort of look and want to see what I still have there. Uh-huh. Um, but um, they also last a couple of years too. Okay. So if you, yeah. So if you, you bought, you know, spent more on yeah. lettuce seed, you know, you've got a couple of years out of them. So, okay. Uh, all right. So um, if I'm going to get out into my garden today and start mm-hmm. planting seeds outside, which seeds would you recommend? I've got, uh, I, I did buy them for my local nursery, so they might not be okay. as good quality, but um I got some lettuce, some spinach, broccoli, cucumbers, carrots, um, radishes, and um, some more that I can't remember off the top of my head. What do you recommend I get out and plant today? 
So um, definitely not cucumbers. Too early for cucumbers. Yeah, they'll yes, but everything else. So so carrots, spinach, lettuce. Um, I said if you're looking for some uh, some herbs, if you I don't know if you have any uh, to spice it up. I think I've got some basil uh, um, and cilantro. Is really good right now. Okay. Uh, too early for something like basil, okay. but um, yeah, so, so almost all of the ones you listed. Okay. All right. Um, so that sounds good. I'm going to get out and do it today, even though weather's been a little bit cool lately. Yeah, but it, it'll be good. Then we uh, remember to wear your hat and your sunscreen, yep, yep, but course, it's not yep. too bad out there yep. now. So that's probably a good day to get out and about. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much, Camille, for taking the time to uh, talk to me today. And uh uh, definitely very informative, and I, I look forward to enjoying the fruits of, of our conversation. Yes, a, the fruits and months. vegetables. The fruits yes. and vegetables, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank um, you very much. Yeah. I enjoyed talking about gardening. Thanks for joining us today. Check out our website at amateurpod.com. Comment on today's show. Tell us what you're learning, what you hope to learn, and what you thought about the show. And remember, there's a teacher in everyone you meet.